0: You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Radio Show, only on Financial News and
1: Talk. real estate expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel. And hello again. Welcome to Ron Siegel Radio. This is the show with no real boundaries. As we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media, this is the show that connects the dots of confusion and anything I feel would benefit you. But before we get into our intriguing content today, I got a bad feeling about this. Please join me in welcoming our featured guest and repeat offender, Lisa Dunn, is in the house. I was
2: gonna say he is nothing but trouble when I show up here. Absolutely bad feeling. He already said I, that. Yeah, uh, yeah right. and they are gonna repeat it a few times. I'm
1: <laughs> <for> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we gotta get that. I gotta get you out of that one. Let me remind you. If you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are no operators standing by. I am it. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Well, I do have a great team when it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money. I personally work with you, even if you don't have any needs today. Save this number in your phone for future reference. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. And, of course, we're celebrating today. We celebrate every day on Ron Segal Radio, although I, I hate to say this, but the celebration of the day is pretty thin. No, 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 not me. The celebration of the day. National Tortilla Chip Day. Ooh, that's all there is. Hard to believe. So being that today, there's there's two for tomorrow. National Tortilla Chip Day today, I might have to just jump ahead. Tomorrow's Chocolate-Covered Nut Day. Clam Chowder Day, Toast Day, Chili Day. Holy cow. Tomorrow, uh, can we just skip today? Uh, well, maybe not. Uh, we better move right. get
2: a running start on tomorrow. There okay. we go. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah, start early. I'll start with some clam chowder. Yeah, it doesn't go with tortilla chips, so. No, though. No. Uh,
1: so let's see a little what the markets are doing today. The Dow, holy cow, the Dow Jones now it's up two hundred eighty five points. We were down at the start of the day, and now we're up two hundred eighty five. The S and P five hundred up twenty seven. Nasdaq up sixty five. Oil. Yeah, that's up again as well. We don't want to look at that one. Should we look at at what's happening in the oil market? Do we want to know how that translates to those of us peons that do not have the fancy electric vehicles? Yeah, well, $2.66 a gallon. That is not what you're going to pay in Calazuela. That's the national average of gasoline. $2.32.2, not in Calizuela. That's what you're going to pay in Mississippi. Somebody asked me the other day, they they wanted to know why I thought they were kind of an an ignorant person. They asked me, when I asked them how to spell Mississippi, they said, uh, do you mean the state or the river? I I, I digress. Uh, Let's move right along. Calazuela, we're paying $3.61 a gallon. Yeah, that's the average for the state. And we are now $0.17 a gallon above the oil-producing state of Hawaii hard to believe that but uh, yeah we are Hawaii maybe we should start getting our gas from Hawaii because they get they pay less for gas than we do right here in Calizuela. i'm just going to throw that out there for you you tell me what your thoughts are Hey, let's see what else is going on in the world today why is the why is the market behaving the way it is we're going to talk about that in a little bit but you know this, this this is a story i only could bring up for lisa right because oh. Now, you're, you're, you're down there in South County, right?
2: Yeah, I want to buy, I was gonna buy beef from them. It's triple, triple is it, five, bar five
1: ranch? I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of bull in Tribuca Canyon, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, it's
2: actually a working <laughs> cattle ranch, and they have the cows there, they have the cowboys, they round up the cows, except for every now and then they escape, and uh, you know John Lansner, the writer? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, they end up in his front yard. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's why we got a lot of bull there too. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, this Five Bar Beef
1: Ranch—they—they uh, sent their cows or bulls out there on the transportation corridor. So if you see them out there as you're driving along the toll roads, that's what they're there for. They're out there, and I don't understand this, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She might be able to help us, right? Because you got the cows out there to restore the environment. But isn't she the one that told us that? Yeah, you, know, you got to get rid of the uh, the the r- refuse from the cows, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, moving right along. Mm, they're, uh, gassy. they're gassy. They're yeah, gassy, yeah. That's what I hear. I don't even, I don't know. Maybe I better put my roof on my car when I go down that <laughs> corridor now. Yeah, it's amazing the world that we're in today, right? I mean, we look at this. Uh, if you were to go back sometime, yes, and I am old, so I do remember the days when you actually had a 24 hour news cycle. It's hard to believe that. The Tiger Woods crash is old news. It's amazing how that happens, right? I mean, less than well, I guess it's about uh, twenty six hours ago, and it's old news already. Amazing, but the well, that's next
2: because he's like awake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he I survived. Mean, that's, that's a
2: horrible thing for me to say, but you know, it's like he's alive. He survived the surgery. They didn't have to cut off his leg. Yeah. Now it's all all that's left is why was he driving fast?
1: Don't most of us?
2: I, I, I was going to say. I'm not going to go there. Either. I'm not going there.
1: Either. Uh looks like uh, Johnson Johnson's vaccine is on the horizon. So that's good news. Capitol Hill testimony going on. That's uh, interesting because everybody seemed to know that there was going to be the attack on the Capitol. Nobody wanted to share the information. The president wanted to offer 10,000 troops. Uh, they didn't want them from the Capitol Police. So I wonder why all that's happening. But you know something that's fascinating because they do these these uh committee hearings to find out what happened. And it just fascinates me because they're really not trying to find out what happened, they're just trying to grandstand. How do I know that? Well, last week they had a hearing in the at the I think it was a Senate hearing of the banking, one of the banking committees had a hearing on the GameStop scandal. Did anybody learn anything from that? <laughs>
0: You know better
1: than that. But last night, we had David Portnoy, and we had Vlad from uh, the, the trading company. They're on Portnoy's uh, uh, podcast, and what do you know? We learned a whole lot about what went on there, that the senators, the congresspeople, they weren't smart enough to ask, because all they care about is grandstanding. All they care about, I'm going to tell it to you right here, right now, they do not care about you. They do not care about the truth. All they care about is the next election. You know it. It's it, it happens every time. It's not one side of the aisle. It's not the other side of the aisle. It's just the next election, all they care about. Now we're starting to see a change of the tide. Remember, what, the last four years, every court case, every challenge of the president was taken in Calazuela. and the president lost all of the Calazuela court cases, Well, I guess the times have changed now because now with a new president in office, those court cases, now they're taking place in Texas. And it turns out that now the Biden administration is uh, feeling the same uh, hurdles, I guess is the right term, that the Trump administration felt. So a federal court in Texas issued an injunction early Wednesday against President Biden's 100-day deportation pause. Another one of those things. Not meant to help anybody. It's just meant to bring more people into the country to take increase the supply of labor. That means prices go down. I just throw that out there for you. We know that's what's going to happen. What else is going on in the world today? Uh, let's see here. What uh, we got? There's a lot, lot going on. Have you th- have you seen what's going on with the latest round of the the uh, yeah, the the stimulus package easy for me to say yes, holy spit cow it out, Ron. yeah <laughs> stimulus package how do you like this one there's three out of the stimulus package and this is going to have a challenging time if everybody anybody ever hears about this right and we don't know if anybody's going to hear about it because the lame street media they don't tell you the truth all they tell you is fourteen hundred dollar check for everybody right and we already talked about that fourteen hundred dollar check for everybody and what that really meant because that $1,400 check for everybody is just a real ruse. If we really did, wanted to care about what the people were going to get, I shared it with you yesterday and I could probably find the exact numbers for you once again. But if every man, woman, and child in America got that $1,400 check, that would only spend about $400 billion. The stimulus is $1.9 trillion. But there is a section of that that's three hundred and fifty billion dollars apportioned to states. Three hundred fifty billion dollars going to states. Now, what does that mean? That means out of that money, you're gonna you're gonna love this number because I just heard this one today. I could not believe it. Who do you think that money's going to? Are you ready for this? Out of three hundred fifty billion dollars. $50 billion is going to New York. $50 billion to, to one single state? I think they may have a challenge in getting this one across the finish line. I'm just going to throw that out there to you. I mean, when you think about it, I think 5% of that $1.9 trillion is to be spent this year. 5% of $1.9 trillion. That makes a lot of sense, right? That's going to stimulate a whole lot. And speaking of stimulus, do we need stimulus? Yes, I know there are individuals that need help. We need that safety net for individuals. Uh, States that can't figure out how to balance a budget, I don't know if we need that help. They should be able to. They're the quote unquote the leaders. I heard somebody the other day just said that they're not leaders. They're called. They should be called representatives, not called leaders. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey, we're going to go more into this when we get to the mortgage minute in just a few minutes. But you are listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate, and we're going to talk a little bit about ramifications of real estate professionals in a hot market. I don't know what that means. Lisa came up with it. I, well, I'm just. I'm just here to sit around. Okay. How much leverage do today's house sellers have? And of course. We've got that featured home brought to you by MyFavoriteLender.net. All that and more. You can reach me anytime our offer number 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com, facebook.com, forward slash Radio. on Twitter at Siegel. And if you miss any part of our, no longer on Twitter at Siegel, I should have said that, sorry, what? if you miss any part of our broadcast they don't allow conservatives on twitter <laughs> uh, they Just not, throw they don't
2: allow a lot of things on twitter yeah well they
1: don't they don't watch it too much other than you know you, if you're a uh, iranian terrorist you can be on twitter if you're a conservative american and yeah, they don't want you hey, if you miss any part of our broadcast ron siegel one on youtube ron siegel the number one on youtube stay tuned we'll be back in just a few
3: with Ron anytime you're entering a real estate transaction having someone who can answer all of your questions that truly cares about you and your family's best interest is priceless call Ron Siegel today and you'll be glad you did 1-800-306-1990 that's 1-800-306-1990 or you can visit realestateradiowithron.com for more info
1: However, due to today's lower stock market, higher medical bills, and taxes, many retirees face this very problem. This is why it is necessary that you, as a baby boomer, considering retirement within the next 10 years, understand reverse mortgages and what one could do for you or your parents. A reverse mortgage could make it possible for you or your parents to travel, buy a second home, or start a new business. For more information about reverse mortgages, just call our off-air number at one 800 306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit realestateradiowithron.com
4: and click the free workshop button.
1: The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. Thinking about buying a new home? Down payment assistance. How about a half a percent down payment money is about what you would need to buy a home through some of the down payment assistance programs if you qualify? Get more information. Text my home mortgage, no spaces. My home mortgage to 79564. My home mortgage, 79564. What's happening? in the mortgage world today, and more importantly, why? So the Dow up 287 points. The NASDAQ is up 81 points. The S&P 500 up 28 points. Ten-year treasuries come back a long way today. It was up significantly this morning. Now it's only up one basis point. Mortgage-backed securities, they are down 20 basis points, which means interest rates are even higher again. Yes, anytime the bond goes down, the rate goes up. The question being, why is that happening? We've got to figure that out. Well, you know something? It's pretty simple why it's happening. Right? There is too much stimulus, right? When you have an economy that they, they're saying now it's expected to grow at five percent this quarter. And we want to stimulate that. Why? Well, the Federal Reserve, you know what he's going to do. He's going to continue buying mortgage-backed securities. but I think he may run out of money because he's spending $120 billion a month. $120 billion. Me and my wife can't spend that much. $120 billion a month is spending on between mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. So where, how are you going to continue to do this? Well, the biggest enemy of bonds is inflation. Well, how are we going to get rid of all of this debt that we keep taking on? It's going to be called inflation. So no matter what they want to tell you, it's coming. We're going to find out. So Chairman Powell, the, chief, the the chairman of the Federal Reserve, he's going to be speaking in front of the House of Representatives today. His prepared testimony. Yeah, He can't write two letters, so he's going to do the same one that he did yesterday. Just throw that out there. Average S&P dividend yield is 1.5%, down from the historical average around 2%. And has been going down as stock prices move higher. 30-year bond yields are at 2.29%, the 10-year. So when we put this together earlier this morning, that was at 1.43. And uh, if you remember, I just told you that in the 10-year Treasury when we first came on, that one there is at 1.37. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a massive move when you're talking about the 10-year Treasury. So we are watching that for you. The Mortgage Bankers Association, they released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall application volume decreased by 11.4%, purchases down 12%, but are up 6.9% from this time last year, refinances down 11% last week, still showing a year-over-year growth of 50%. The refinance share of the mortgage activity decreased from 693 to 68.5% of all loans, Interest rates, they increased, still way lower than last year. New home sales, those are going up. But remember, new home sales only account for about 10% of home sales in this country. So we're watching that one. And I I heard a fascinating story, and I'm going to have to chat with our friend Lisa about this one today. But that is the Mortgage Minute brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next loan, Geneva, they've got the programs and the products. You just need to make the call. 800-306-1990. Eight hundred three zero six nineteen ninety. 306 1990 So Lisa, I heard this uh, from a, a partisan this morning. So one of the, I forgot what his position was, in Houston, saying the city of Houston anticipates they're going to sell more houses this year than the entire state of California.
2: Well, they probably will if they build a whole bunch because there's nothing to buy. But there's really <laughs> nothing to buy in any state in the country. So he can say whatever he wants. Let's just see what actually happens. Because number one, really, why do you want to move to Houston? Well, the taxes might be a little less. I just I digress. The property, taxes, <laughs> property are, taxes are high. Property taxes are high. You know, And I think that's something people need to remember is there is no free lunch. Right. As much as people say, well, I'm going to move here and it's going to be less because there's no you know, personal income tax. It's like, yeah, your property tax can be up to 3% and reassessed annually. And in, in, they also have special assessment areas, wow. similar to our Melrose. They have special assessments. I was in San Antonio, I want to say, maybe about 18 months ago, back when we had lives and could go do things. And I was talking to somebody that lived there, and she's like, oh, I'd love to buy a new house here, but, you know, between the 3% tax rate and the special assessments, I can't afford it. And I'm like, think about that. If you're looking at a even a $400,000 home, in Texas, you know what is three percent of four hundred thousand? Well, I was
1: actually just doing that while you were talking, but I wasn't using four hundred because I'm a simple guy and I can't figure it out, <laughs> right? So I, I was using five hundred thousand, and in, in Texas, uh, five hundred thousand dollars nice house—that's house. Nice a house. that's a, a pretty pretty nice house. And then I was looking at if you have a what thirty five percent tax bracket in Calisuela, and uh, put that on top of their uh, five thousand. So, so here, here's the here's an interesting story. I mean, I'm just doing this. I I, I had not planned this. Because you and I never
5: figured out what the heck talent. we're going
1: to talk about, <laughs> right? So, in Texas, that three percent property tax on the five hundred thousand dollar house comes out to fifteen thousand. I think, if my math is correct. Mm-hmm. In Calizuela, I'm just going to round it off and say one percent. So that's five thousand dollars. If you make a hundred thousand in both states in Calizuela, you got that thirty-five percent tax bracket. Actually, you're going to have that in both places. You have to really just go to the ten percent. Call it in Calisuela, right? Ten thousand dollars, and uh, so guess what? You're exactly even.
2: Yeah, but next year your house goes up. Now it's worth five twenty-five, and now you're going to get reassessed. And now your fifteen thousand just went up too. Sure. Because every year it changes, and also too, if you want to be in one of those areas in the new build where they're having to pay for infrastructure, because they don't have any money, so
1: somebody's got to pay for it. But well, you know, there is a big fallacy in that because if we looked at apples and apples, which I try, I'm trying to do, but I didn't do a real good job of it, is the and 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 you're so much more knowledgeable in this part of it than I am. You talk to you're the you're the real estate person. I'm just a numbers guy, right? We'll see. I can figure <laughs> out what three percent of a, of a, for a mortgage, but a what is a Calizuela $500,000 house cost in the vast majority of Texas. But it's probably going to be, I mean, because I know in, in Anaheim Hills, that means you're looking at a condo. Oh,
2: well, you're looking at a very small condo. Right. Yeah. So that's
1: probably going to be what, $150,000 in, in uh, Texas, maybe? Yeah, but you're also in Texas.
2: Have you been yeah. to Texas? Have you been to Houston?
1: Well, I, I was told one time, and I'm going to get myself in serious trouble for this one. <laughs> so, if you're young, you go to Dallas. When you turn 30, they kick you out and send you to Houston.
2: No, actually, <laughs> I find most, most of my clients that move to Texas go to the suburbs outside of Dallas, the Frisco, Plano's, uh, McKinney's.
1: Plano's beautiful.
2: Yeah, you know, and because it's very, it's very similar. It's very similar uh, situation to what they're leaving, except for they're just moving next door to more Californians. So, you know, I mean, right. and same thing in Arizona, sure. know, all of the areas that the people move to Arizona, you're going to find nothing but people from California, which maybe is a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Depends on what you think about people from California.
1: I don't know. If you ask the people in Texas, they don't like the people from California. That's true. It's amazing how many places they don't like Californians, right? I I mean, we just uh, opened up a a branch in, in Idaho. And they said, "Don't tell anybody you're from Calisuela."
2: Well, that's because there's so many people from California there. You're driving up there. Well, they love you because you're driving up their home prices, right? Exactly. And and that's the same thing in uh, Texas as well. In Arizona, uh, you know, because people are looking for places to go. And you know, and honestly, I'm going to say that if you want to leave California, I'm your gal. I will help you get out of California so (laughs) fast. I have a network of agents across the country, and I need to sell your house. Sure. So go. Ron, would you like to (laughs) list with me today? (laughs) I know a great agent in Boise.
1: There you go. (laughs) And, you know, so we tell people all the time on Ron Ron's Radio is that, you you know, you you need some help, and we're going to really talk, we're going to dig into that when we come back with Lisa Dunn. We want to talk about the concept of, Market conditions, the ramification of some agent actions that buyers and sellers should be aware of during a hot market. We're also going to talk a little bit about how much leverage do today's home sellers have. And obviously, we've got that featured home brought to you by my favorite lender.net. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off air number, 800 306 1990 800 306 1990 or ronsiegelradio.com facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio. No longer on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube, Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Hi, we're here with Ron Siegel, the host of Real Estate Radio. Ron, welcome to the studio. Give us insight as to what your show is all about. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me that question. The reason we developed Real Estate Radio is right now there is an abundance of misinformation out there. So Real Estate Radio is a show designed to give Southern California a focal point for their real estate knowledge, as well as a place to go just in case they might need anything real estate related. So how are you helping people? That's actually pretty simple. People need advice. So it really doesn't matter who you are. If you have any real estate questions, we're here to help. Whether you're buying a home, selling, you're experiencing a loan modification, short sale, foreclosure, there are a lot of things going on in this marketplace. How can people get a hold of you? Real easy. easy. All you have to do is call. The number is 1-800-306-1990. Press option one. Interesting times in the market right now. Where do you think the markets are going from here? That's a great question. All I can say is this. The housing market came down one house at a time. And what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to build it one house, one family at a time. So the best thing that anyone can do is access the free advice that we really want to give you. And to do that, you simply need to call me. The number is 1-800-306-1990. Option one. I'd really love to help. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find that dream home before someone else does. The digest, it's going to tell you what the county recorder knows about your property. It tells you what the market believes about your property. And most of all, it's compliments of Ron Siegel Radio. How much leverage do today's house sellers have? The housing market has been scorching hot over the last 12 months. Buyers in their high demand have far outnumbered sellers and a short supply of houses. According to the latest existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors, yeah, that's NAR. sales are up 23.7% from the same time last year, while the inventory of homes available for sale down 25.7%. Hi. There are 360,000 fewer single-family homes for sale today than there were at this time last year. Increase in demand coupled with such limited supply, leading to more bidding wars throughout the country. Rose Quint, Assistant Vice President for Survey Research with the National Association of Home Builders, that would be the NAHB, recently reported, quote, the number one reason longtime searchers haven't made a home purchase is not because of their inability to find an affordably priced home, but because they continue to get outbid by others. That's why we have the bid over ask report at Ron Segal Radio. A survey in the National Association of Home Builders report showed that 40% of buyers have been outbid for a home they wanted to purchase. More than twice the percentage in 2019, which was 19%. What does this mean for sellers today? It means sellers have tremendous leverage when negotiating with buyers. In negotiations, leverage is the power that one side may have to influence the other side while moving closer to their negotiating position. Parties leverage is based on its ability to award benefits or eliminate costs on the other side. In today's market, a buyer wants three things. To buy a home. Second, to buy now before prices continue to appreciate. And number three, to buy now and take advantage of historically low mortgage rates while they last. These three buyer needs give the homeowner tremendous leverage when selling their house. Most realize this leverage enables the seller to sell at a good price. However, there may be another need the seller has that can be satisfied by use by using this leverage. An example, Odetta Kushi, I don't know if I said that right, Deputy Chief Economist at First American, recently identified a situation which many sellers are finding themselves today and I quote, as mortgage rates are expected to remain near 3%, millennials continue to form households and more existing homeowners tap their equity for the purchase of a better home. Many homeowners may want to upgrade, but do not for fear they may will be unable to find a home to buy, unquote. She then offers a possible solution. That's rare. Quote, While the fear of not being able to find something to buy will not disappear in a limited supply environment, New housing supply can incentivize existing homeowners to move, unquote. Where's the new housing supply? No doubt many sellers would love to build a new home to perfectly fit their changing wants and needs. However, most builders require that they sell their house first. If the seller sells their home, where would they live while their new home is being constructed? As mentioned, buyers have compelling reasons to purchase a home now, and many homeowners have challenges to address if they want to sell, perhaps... They can make a deal to satisfy each party's needs. But how? The seller may decide to sell their home to buyers at today's price, which will enable the purchaser to take advantage of current mortgage rates. In return, the buyer might lease the house back to the seller for a predetermined length of time while the seller's new home is being built. A win-win situation. But you got to be careful on the lending side of that. Not every buyer will agree to such a deal. You only need one. If you're considering selling your house now, but worry really a huge obstacle stands in your way, let's chat. Remember, I got that bid over ask tool. We can talk to you about that. We've got great real estate agents we can put you in front of. All you got to do is make that call, 800-306-1990. That's the real-time real estate segment brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals over on Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest is 795-64-Find-Your-Dream-Home before someone else does. So when you get into these issues right now, everybody seems to think that, you know, something just because houses are selling quickly that the listing agent is doing nothing. The buyer's agent is doing nothing because houses are selling by themselves. They don't need either one of them, but there may be some ramifications that you need to be aware of, even though it is a hot market. And that's what we're going to learn about today. So, Lisa, what are some of these ramifications you're thinking of?
2: Well, you know, number one, anybody who thinks this is easy. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, if you're working with buyers right now, your life is miserable because there's nothing out there and there's a lot of
1: navigating frustration for these buyers
2: oh my gosh yeah you know and being sure that you've you talk to your clients beforehand you tell them based on their financial situation what kind of loan they're looking at what kind of down payment they have what kind of reserves they have how much of their uh, cash are they willing to part with um, educating them that the seller's and I'm not going to say it's the sellers, because sellers don't know this stuff, unless you're in real estate. They're, they're taking the time. And clue. I'm going to say
1: that uh, even if you have a real estate license, that doesn't mean you know it. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless,
2: unless you're living this stuff, you, you don't know. Right. And you as a home seller, why would you, you know, want somebody to remove their contingency um, uh, for appraisal? Uh, why would you, you know, want to, you know, make these people you know, do backflips in your front yard to get the house plus pay 50 grand more than what you're asking. And then your house is tied up and that buyer can say, Ah, you know what? I had an inspection done, and your water heater is nearing its, you know, the end of its lifespan, and your range is old, and it's like, well, my range works, and my, I've got hot water coming. Well, I don't know that inspector told me that this stuff's going to all fall apart. Says their agent, telling them, and they'll come in and ask for oh, ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, credit. For these do you see four, that really happening when when, there, when there's multiple offers on the properties? Yeah, because they'll say whatever they have to do to get the house. Then what happens? Now, ah. now that seller, maybe they've gone out and bought that house in Houston that they're going to move to, and your buyer starts playing games with you. Now, again, it's not the buyer. It's not the seller. It's the real estate professionals that are doing things that, you know, we were talking while we were off air about, you know, you know treat others as you wish to be treated and treat people with respect. Sure. That's not happening out there. Um, really? There's, there's agents. I got an offer in for a client. We put it, the house went on the market Friday. We saw it on Friday. We wrote an offer Friday night. I sent it to the agent Saturday morning at like 6. Said, can you please confirm receipt? I wait eight hours. I haven't heard a darn thing from anybody. Send it again, thinking she didn't get it. Say, could you please confirm receipt? Two hours later, I get this message, you know, all caps, confirmed, with exclamation marks, you know, and I'm like... Which you should have done the first time. And which is really is like, don't yell at me in an email, you know, and then I'm told, okay, we got the offer Saturday, we're going to be looking at offers on Thursday, like tomorrow, and... I'll call you Wednesday to discuss your offer. And I'm like, my offer is going to be expired. My offer expires on Monday. Why well, are you waiting till Thursday to present an offer? That's a week old.
1: So let me ask you this question because you know, I'm not the, I am not the real estate guy. So don't the agents traditionally put that information into their notes somewhere. If there's a, an expectation that they're going to be reviewing offers down the road somewhere.
2: That's another thing I'm seeing a lot of. And this is just for this past seven days. Okay. <laughs> the stories that I'm pulling from. Nowhere in the listing was it you know said that offers will be presented on Thursday. Most people are presenting offers on Monday because you've already got a bunch over the weekend. What could possibly happen yeah, that, would... that you need to drag it out for a week? Then another listing, no mention of a contingency of sale on the seller's part that was brought up after the contract was negotiated and it's like wait a second why didn't you say something to me about this it's nowhere in the listing we went in thinking boom we've got us a house don't the associations try to manage manage agents like that no it's up to the brokers and that's a and that's a problem that we're having too Um, we are now operating virtually pretty much um, most of the brokerages within the state of California. And the the law basically states, the Department of Real Estate oversees the brokers. They have to supervise the agents that are under their license. How do you supervise hundreds of agents virtually?
1: Sure, that makes sense. So
2: we have a problem with... So I to back up a little
1: bit because I wanted to... Uh, to- Understand this: Is it the agent
2: that actually lists the house, or is it the broker
1: that's the listing per
2: party? Depending whether the licensee is a broker associate or a salesperson, the the listing belongs to the brokerage. Okay. Okay. You have an agent filling out the forms and representing the brokerage, but that's the broker the broker of record whoever's name is filed with the state of california department of real estate their license is on the line for all of the actions of broker associates and salespeople that work for that company
1: so if there's a problem you don't really necessarily you you have recourse in addition to calling or potentially calling the department of real estate as a consumer It's the broker of record if you even know who the broker, if you know how to find the broker. Yeah, you know, the most important
2: thing is if something happens and you're not comfortable, find out who the broker is for that agent. If it's a smaller independent company and there's tons of independent brokers out there and, you know, most most in the profession, like any profession, most in the profession are doing a good job. But we have so many people, even like just in Orange County, we have over 20,000 licensed Realtors, that's not including licensees that are not realtors, that are not held to the code of ethics that a realtor is held to. So you've got all of these people running around out there, and you're hoping that they're supervised, and you're hoping that they know. But in a market like this is when people are doing things, they're not asking their broker a question up front like they should be.
1: Because it seems like it's an easy way of getting things done right now because everything is moving so quickly that – and. You know, we've talked about this before, Lisa. That the Department of Real Estate and maybe even the associations don't do a real good job in the fact that it's easier to get a real estate license than it is to get a license to cut hair,
2: right? Well, so I'm, I'm going to say this: they can't do something unless somebody tells somebody. The associations are only going to be looking at claims, um, grievances that are filed. By either the consumers or the agents, and everybody says, "Oh, it's just not worth the time." I know I've been guilty of that. I've had cases that I would have won, but it's like, okay, now I got to file a grievance and blah blah blah, and I didn't do it. And
1: but I, the barrier of entry. I mean, when you look at the the uh, doctor, what is it? The the, the medical associations, mm-hmm. right? They want to limit how many doctors there are in the profession because that creates the supply and demand issue. The Association of Realtors, they're they are looking to say, well, how many members can we get so we can get more money, so we can do more lobbying, so we can do, they're really not, they're not, they're not trying to maintain a limit to, to, and quality, which they Well, actually, as
2: a, as a NAR director and a CAR director, which is National Association of Realtors and California Association of Realtors, we stress heavily trying to raise the bar in the business to keep the professionalism up. And, you know, it's you have brokers out there that are getting paid by you know per agent you know they're charging them fees and they have bus right, fees and right. everything there's like oh you got a pulse Oh, you pass the test half of them i don't even know how they found the place to take a test but anyhow well, i could you know i could tell
1: you this for sure i mean I've got a real estate license, I had one for five years. I am not qualified to write a contract. I'm not qualified to represent somebody in a real estate transaction. Although I talk to probably more realtors than most people do. And, you know, talk to me about lending, talk to me about financing. I can help you with that. But we're going to talk more with Lisa Dunn when we come back. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. When we come back, we've got that featured home brought to you by my favorite lender.NET. And more, you can reach me anytime off air number 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com. Facebook.com, no longer on Twitter, at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
6: Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford Are you earning a safe, secure 10-plus percent return on your investments? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564, complete a three-minute complimentary survey, and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to
0: 79564.
1: Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions, as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The featured home segment today being brought to you by my favorite lender, .net. Hey, who's got the property today? Let's see where we go. I should have that. Maybe, you know, the, uh, should I get the, some sort of a theme going on on our our finding where that property is? Huh? Should we find it? Do we know where it is? Yeah, I think I found that one. Here it is. 4024 Emerald Downs Drive. Your Belinda. Three bedrooms, two full and a half a bath. they got the door on that half bath unparalleled detail, sweeping golf course views in a stunning luxury townhome customization in lighting, tiling, shelving, and almost every room gourmet kitchen includes upgraded six burner stove, dual ovens, faucet, granite counters, breakfast bar, dine overlooking the golf course and enjoy a refreshing evening on your balcony. Watch out for stray golf balls, living room, projector, motorized drop down screen, stately fireplace, Accommodations for formal dining. Family room opens to the kitchen, and offers a second cozy fireplace. Just steps to the fabulous view from your balcony. Who's got that listing? Yeah, it's Angie Weeks over there. My
2: friend Angie. Your friend Angie. My friend Angie. Hey, you know
1: something? You can have that property. It's uh, listed eight hundred sixty nine thousand dollars. Let's look at some financing options. Five percent down. You are looking at uh, thirty seven sixty five a month principal and interest. 20% down, 3,072 principal and interest. 25% down strategically, that would be 2661 principal and interest. For those of you keeping score, that would be an APR of 3.984, 3.42, and 2.959. And MLS217037. Yeah, that we got to put that in there for the compliance people. They like to, we got to keep them happy so they stay off of my tail. Again, if you want to see this property, give me a call. I'll put you in touch with Angie Weeks, 4024 Emerald Downs Drive in Yorba Linda. That is the featured home brought to you today by my favorite lender.net. So, we are talking this morning. Lisa Dunn is in the house, if I can get the name of her company straight, because that's a lot to it, Laurel Real Estate Resources.
2: Yes, did I get it right this time? Yes, you did.
1: It's only taken me uh, what is it, three years you guys have been there
2: now? Uh, yeah, a little over two, little over two. Mm-hmm. Okay. a little
1: over two, okay. So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a slow learner, you know, it takes me a little bit while. A little while, I'm a, a very simple guy. So, we're chatting this morning about some of the ramifications of agent actions, and you know, Lisa would know these things, she's done this at least uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> Director with the uh, California Association of Realtors, National Association of Realtors, Realtor Extraordinaire, mostly in South County, right? What was that? Mostly in South Orange County? Uh,
2: well, like right now, I have a listing in escrow in Paramount. Um, I've just got. That isn't even
1: Orange County, is it? I know.
2: I just got signed contracts for Riverside. Um, you know, I, I specialize in South Orange County. I go where I'm needed for my clients.
1: So it's kind of like those. Bulls that we talked about in Tribuco Canyon—you're all over.
2: Wait a second. We also said <laughs> Assy too.
1: I, um, I didn't bring that. I didn't really bring that up. You brought that part. And
2: up. I'm not in John Lancer's front
1: yard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just thought it. you know. I didn't bring that part up. So you got some great stories of what's going on in this marketplace right well, now.
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's it's important for both buyers and sellers to be very informed with what's going on. Uh, the market is extremely hot. I in in my believe it or not twenty eight years this will be my 28th year holy cow 28 years holy, holy holy cow is right it's like those cows in trebuco canyon um it's a long I've, time it's a long time <laughs> yes i started in kindergarten <laughs> i find a little ass superiority. <laughs> Just throw it yeah, I know. You know, that's one of those jokes that you see in all of the real estate memes about, if I have to hear how long you've been in the business. But, you know, the thing is, though, I've never seen an inventory situation like this. That's and, because it's the lowest inventory in history. Exactly. And the, the, the worst thing is, is feeling, you know, is feeding into this frenzy, frenzy, frenzy. If you're a buyer, be sure to stop, take a deep breath. You're the one making the decisions. If your agent says, well, you need to do this and you need to do that, take their advice. But if you're not comfortable, don't
1: do it. That's a great thought because sometimes, you know, we we were talking uh, last week, I think it was, Simon Polito was in here, and we were talking about non-distressed real estate auctions. And it was fascinating because one of the things that obviously as an auctioneer they play off of is people's fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't have to worry about creating a fear of missing out right now. People are missing out.
2: Yeah. But you have to slow down. You have to slow down and also realize we've had hot markets before. Maybe the inventory level wasn't as drastic as it is now, but uh, just back to 2018, first half of 2018, it was hot market Um prices are going up. People are bidding, you know, high, not quite as crazy as right now, but it was crazy. Then all of a sudden, the sellers are like, hey, if I list my house, I can get this ridiculous sum of money because they said that the market's going up 10% a year. Okay, remember, that's 10% a year, not 10% a month, right. or 10% over the last sale, 10% a year. Sellers not hearing this. Do sellers hear what they want to hear? Well, everybody hears what they want to hear, right. So, but... So they all. I heard that somewhere before.
1: <laughs> Just throw that out yeah. there.
2: <laughs> so they will. So no all,
1: means maybe, but I digress. We won't get into your personal
2: stuff there. Um, but people will all flood the market sure. with, with listings, thinking, "Well, I'm going to cash out and do whatever," and then the interest rates will pop up the same time that we have this flood of homes coming onto the market, and then the market stalls. In, in 2018, we saw a $50,000 drop in sales prices in three months. Wow! For because tw- when 2019 came about, the market was just, you know, it had to kind of recover from what happened, and we had the same thing in 2013. Uh, May of 2013, overheated market stalled out. So we could we could keep going because really, as we come, you know, as we come out of um, the pandemic era here, you know, people are making money. Pe- the, there's people out there that there's are people that are hurting well. and there's a lot
1: of people that are making some good money.
2: Yeah, we definitely have a K K-shaped um, recovery, but there's a lot of people making a heck of a lot of money sure. right now. So you've got a big pool of buyers. Um, I feel bad for the first time buyers or like, you know, you mentioned down payment assistance. Nobody's going to talk to these people right now. It is. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see how many perfectly good potential homeowners there are out there because you're going to get somebody coming in with cash, 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 even though
1: yeah, we've seen, I, I think we've mentioned some of the numbers on the cash recently and that how many people are doing that. And that's one of the reasons why we say get pre underwritten before you even go out there. Great information as always, it's been too long since you've been here. We're going to have to have you come back in soon, but as always, we ask set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Segal radio where we only speak about items affecting our house. And your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John and Sean who are engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com. And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Segal Radio.